There's a great tradition in Italy when you just got married to go around on a bit of a tour of whichever city it is that you're in. And if you, you go into the Campidoglio on a Saturday, it's really lovely to watch people come out of the registry office and make their way over to the replica of the she-wolf that stands in the piazza and have their photo taken there. For me, perhaps more than any other tradition, this shows how important the she-wolf is as a symbol in the lives of modern Romans. This is the famous Capitoline She-Wolf and she's positioned in what's normally the busiest room of the whole Capitoline Museum because people recognise this image that they've seen reproduced all over modern Rome. If you look at the wolf, she, you, you can't help but be reminded that this is a fierce and a wild animal. She's got her mouth open and you can see those sharp teeth and you know that those are teeth that could do quite a lot of harm. But the twins are completely immune to that and you see them here and they're in almost this gesture of revelation as they look up and they get the milk that's going to nourish them and then they're going to grow up and found the city of Rome. The twins weren't originally part of this statue group so you look at it and you think, oh you know, it's a coherent whole statue group but the twins were added in the 15th century in the renaissance period in recent years the wolf has been the subject of quite a lot of controversy because she's always been thought to date from um, the 6th or the 5th century bc she's thought to have been um, an etruscan statue that's quite closely based on greek models but recently there have been attempts to redate the wolf to the medieval period In 1471, Pope Sixtus IV donated this sculpture to the people of Rome and it's possible that this is one of the reasons that people feel so strongly that this sculpture encapsulates their identity, it's their heritage, their property because it was rightfully given to them in the 15th century. But there's also something rather important now about adopting stories about Rome for the current day, it's a legitimising factor, it gives people some kind of sense of where they're coming from. And it is also a way of trying to say something about the kind of Rome that people want. Rome is a complicated city politically. It's part of a country which has only fairly recently been united and for Rome itself to have that power is something that's still contested. So being able to draw on that history of Rome being the centre of a country is very important. It's interesting, of course, that Mussolini did this very, very powerfully, but it's still running today, and it, I think, says something about the constant need for Rome to reaffirm its centrality in Italy as the seat of power. La lupa è un simbolo, il simbolo di Roma. La lupa è, rimane sempre un simbolo di Roma perché proprio per questo motivo che allattò i futuri re di Roma. Tutto qua. La lupa nella società odierna la puoi pensare a una figura tipo la madre, 
capito? Eh, per cui è molto molto importante. Ma sì, per forza, insomma, pare strano che due gemelli vengono allevati da una lupa, figli di due dei, insomma. Fosse così, davvero, cioè, allora siamo tutti mortali, siamo. The Wolf and Twins really embodies the sense of future as well as the sense of past. Um, it's a moment that, become, that comes right at the beginning of the foundation narratives and the history of Rome. So you look at this group and even if you don't really know the stories of Rome's history, you know that um, this comes right at the beginning and that from this moment there's going to unfold this long and illustrious history. Um, and so that's one reason why it's so, uh, so powerful, so potent a symbol, because you've got past and you've got future together in one sculpture.